This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. So are we ready for the word? Well, won't you stand with me this evening? Let's open in prayer. While you're doing that, I want to take this opportunity to thank Apostle Thea and Dr. Bear for their amazing privilege to be able to share the word of God with you this evening. And so we're going to pray and get straight into the word of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for bringing us together once again. Lord, this is your church. Come and have your way. We remind ourselves that without you, we can do nothing. So we ask you, Lord, to come and bless every hearer. My prayer is that every ear is open to hear, every heart is ready to receive, and every life will change as a result of your word. And Father, I do not trust in my ability at all, but totally depend upon you. Please come and speak through me that I may say exactly what you'd have your family here. And in advance, Father, we give you alone all the praise, the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you ready? And then you may be seated. While you're taking your seats, I encourage you always to bring a Bible with to church. It's a good place to have a Bible, right? Make some notes, write it down. If you don't have that for whatever reason, go to our church app. And if you go into the church app on the bottom left-hand side, you'll see a thing that says notes, and you will find some of the notes for this evening's message and places that you can fill in. Well, family, as you know, this is part number four, part four of a series on foundations that we've been doing. And obviously, we've had the different speakers doing it over the different weekends. And we want to build our lives on the best possible foundation. And that's our faith, amen? And so we've been going on this journey together over the past three weeks, and we've learned some amazing things, haven't we, about faith. Number one, we've learned that faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It doesn't come from praying harder, although that's good, but it doesn't come that way. It comes from hearing the Word, being in the Word, hearing the Word, hearing the Word. We also learned that we have to believe the promise of God. Amen, if you don't believe it, well, that ain't gonna work for you, so you have to believe it. And then we learned that we have to declare the promises of God. We have to say them, speak them out. And that's what we've been learning over these past few weeks amongst many other things. And last week, Pastor Jenny, in this portion, she started off a subtitle, which was What Faith Is. Do you remember that? What Faith Is. And I'm gonna pick it up from there. She teed it up so nicely for me, so that's wonderful. And we're gonna pick it up from there. And you remember the, the theme verse for last weekend was Hebrews 11, verse one. So let's just read that out again. Hebrews 11, verse one, which says, now faith is, now this is what faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. That's what your faith is. The faith is the substance of the things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. One modern translation says it this way. Faith is giving substance to the things hoped for. What is it that you are desiring? What is it that you are hoping for? What is it that you are believing for? Faith is gonna give it substance. In other words, faith is gonna bring it into your life. That's what faith does. Now, church, it's important that we must realize this that it is our faith that gives substance to the things we hope for, not somebody else's, it's mine, it's yours. You have to have the faith. It's your faith, it's my faith that does that. You see, if we are going to wait until we get something before we believe it, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work that way. So many people like to say, well, seeing is believing, but that ain't true. Believing is seeing. 
Believing is seeing, not waiting till it comes. If we're gonna wait for that, it's not gonna work. It's your faith that gives substance to the things you desire or the things that you hope for. And we see this too throughout the Bible in the Old and the New Testament. We see it working throughout the scriptures. In the Old Testament, there are a number of scriptures that give us an illustration of Hebrews 11 verse one, a number that say the same thing. And we're gonna look at one of those examples here this evening. And that's uh, the story of the children of Israel when they went into the land of Canaan. Now they had been freed from their slavery. They had escaped Egypt and God was sending them to the promised land, to the land flowing of milk and honey. And they were on their journey towards Canaan. And when they arrived in Canaan, they came up against a city called Jericho. We all know the story of Jericho and the big walls and they're marching around the walls. Do you remember that account in the Bible? So they arrived at this place And it was God's plan to give them the city. That's what God wanted to give them. But how did he do it? Did he just tell them, well, you just go back in the camp, hang around and I'll sort it out. And when you come here tomorrow, it'll be taken care of. Did he do it that way? No, God gave them an action plan. He spoke to them and told them what to do. God told the Israelites exactly what to do. But family, this is important. In order to enjoy the victory that God had promised, we've got a Bible full of promises, right? full of promises. And in order for us to enjoy these promises, we have to do what God says. They had to do what God said in order to walk in that victory. And so God gave them the exact game plan, but in order to enjoy the victory that God had promised, they had to first had to what? Believe they received God's word. The same thing. They had to believe that promise. God, if you say it, I'm gonna believe it. They had to believe that. That's the first thing they had to do. And then they had to, Act on that word. You see, believing alone is not going to do it. They had to act upon the word. Their action or their acting upon the word was their faith in action. You see, when I act upon the promise, that's proving my faith. I'm acting upon the thing that you're telling me to do, Lord. That shows I believe and that I have faith. Their acting upon that word that God gave them was their faith in action. And you can read that account in Joshua chapter six. We won't go there for time's sake, but for those of you taking notes, this account is found in Joshua six from verse three. And this is what God said to them. He said to the children of Israel, you have to go up to the city and every day for the first six days, you need to march around at once. So he's giving them an instruction. You have to march around at once. Then on the seventh day, You need to march around it seven times on the seventh day. But that wasn't all. He then said to them, what I want you to do is once you've marched around it for the seventh time and the musical instruments are sounded and they are played, you need to shout. You need to shout. This is the instruction God gave them. Tell me, how many of you have ever walked up to a wall in your house and shouted at it and it came down? That would be great if you're in the building industry, right? You wanna just remove a wall. So it seemed like, yeah, that's a crazy thing to do. I'm gonna walk around this massive wall and on one day I'm gonna walk around seven times. Then we're gonna play some music. I'm gonna shout and the walls are gonna come down. Oh, come on. That's far-fetched, right? But God is saying, if you'll obey what I ask you to do, I'm gonna give you the victory. And so, family, I want you to know this. I want you to notice this is that the children of Israel shouted or acted out their faith while the walls were still standing. What walls are still standing in your life? 
Are you going to act out the word of God or are you going to wait for the walls to come down? If you're going to wait, you're going to wait for a long time. The walls ain't coming down until you do what the word says. They had to do that. You see, family, anybody can shout when the walls are down. We can all scream and shout when we have the victory, right? That's an easy thing to do. It doesn't take any faith to do that. But their faith, family, gave substance to God's word. That's what their faith did. They're acting upon it. Gave substance to God's word. And when they shouted or acted on their faith, God's promise became a reality and those walls came down. When they acted, when they did what God said. So they received the promise just like you and I have promises. They believed what God said would happen. They then acted upon it, and their actions brought them the victory. That is what we call faith in action. And we need to realize, family, that that's exactly what faith is. Faith is acting upon the Word of God. We can read it over and over. We can believe it, and we can declare it, but we must act upon it. We have to act upon it. So many people are waiting for answers to prayers just to come to them. When it comes to receiving healing or the infilling of the Holy Spirit, so many times people are just waiting for something to happen with a passive faith instead of an active faith. For example, if you needed finances, you're unemployed and you you need a job and that's what you're trusting God for. If you're just gonna wait for something to turn up, the only thing that'll possibly turn up are more bills to pay. (laughs) If you're just gonna sit and wait, That's possibly what's going to turn up. God obviously will help us meet our financial obligations. He's a good God. He doesn't want to see you struggling. But from a natural standpoint, you have a part to play. You can't just stay at home and expect something to come to you. You have to do something. You have to put your faith into action. You can pray and you can believe God, but then you must act by faith. Actively, for example, looking for a job. I love what teacher Paul said two weeks ago. Remember what he said? He said, if you're trusting God for a job and you're unemployed, don't just sit at home. Get up early. Get dressed as if you're going to work. Put your faith into action. Believe God. Lord, I believe you've given it to me. It's mine, so therefore I'm dressing for my job. I'm getting up. I'm getting ready. Make yourself some lunch for it. You would take to work, whatever it is. Actively put your faith into action by believing God's done it. Because if you don't, you're really not believing he's done it for you, right? And so we have to do that. If we don't, nothing's going to happen. The same is true from a spiritual standpoint. Too many people are just waiting for something to come to them. But family, it won't come as long as they have a passive faith, just waiting for God to do something. Let's have a look at a New Testament example now of this faith in action. In the book of Luke, we find the account where this paralyzed man was carried by his four friends to Jesus. It's found in Luke chapter five from verse 18. We won't read the account again, but just for you to take some notes. And in this portion of scripture, we understand that Jesus was teaching in a house and the the multitude were there. There was a crowd of people. So these friends, these four friends that were carrying this paralyzed man arrive at the house and obviously they can't go in. There's just no way to get in. The house is jam-packed, it's full. So they then decide to climb onto the roof and they climb up onto the roof carrying their friends. They open up the roof tiles and they lower him down in front of Jesus. That's what they did. That's what the account says. 
And as they lower him down, we pick up the story here, and now he's in front of Jesus in Luke chapter five from verse 20. You can turn there or you can follow on the screens. It says this, and when he, that's Jesus, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Verse 24, the second half says, and Jesus said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Jesus gave him that instruction. So the question is, family, whose faith was it that got the man healed? Was it Jesus' faith? Whose faith was it that got the man healed? Well, the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, Jesus saw their faith, that's plural, that includes all of them. It's not only the faith of the men who carried the paralyzed man, not only the the four men who carried the paralyzed man, but also included the sick man who was bedridden. The paralyzed man included his faith. You see, the man who was paralyzed, who was on the the, the stretcher, demonstrated that he had faith. How did he do that? Well, he allowed his friends to carry him up onto a roof. I mean, you have to have faith to believe, listen, I'm gonna get my healing today. I mean, they could drop me. I could fall off the roof. I mean, it could end up a lot worse. But he had faith. He believed. We also know that the man who was bedridden, the paralyzed man had faith. Why? Because Jesus said to him, when Jesus said to him, rise up, he wasn't any better when Jesus said those words. Jesus said, rise up. For those few seconds, he was still paralyzed. He was still lying on his bed. He wasn't any better. He was lying there just as helpless as he ever was before. Instead of trying to get up, he could have said to Jesus, Jesus, I'm paralyzed, man. What are you asking me to get up? I can't. I mean, didn't you see they carried me in? They lowered me down. Ah, if you heal me, I'll get up. He could have said that, right? He could have said that, but no. You see, family, when Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk, the man who was paralyzed began to move. And when he did, he's, that was a, he's got his healing as a result. He did something at the command of Jesus. He didn't look at his problem and say, let me just, Feel healed and I'll get up. No, when Jesus said rise up, he did something. He he rolled, he moved, he did something because he believed I'm healed. And then he received his healing and we know the man walked out carrying his own bed, amen? And so family, we need to understand that instead of trying to get up, he could have told those things to Jesus. If he had refused to act on Jesus' word, he would not have received his healing, but because he acted on what Jesus said, he received his healing. You see, acting on God's word brings the result. Acting on the word, believing it's great. You have to, you have to know it, you have to read it, but you also have to act because that is proof that you believe. It's showing that you believe. Here is a spiritual lesson from this that we can learn. When we act on God's word, that is faith. When we act on God's word, that is faith. And when when we are in faith, we will always receive answers to our prayers. You see, if we fail to act on God's word, just waiting for something to come to us first before we believe it, it will never happen. It won't work. We need to act on what God's word says or at least follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will prompt us. He will nudge us. He will give us directions on what we need to do. You see, family, we can't receive from God without faith. You just can't. 
If you don't have faith, you can't receive. We know Hebrews 11 from verse six tells us this. In Hebrews 11, it says, but without faith, it is impossible. I've said this before, let me say it again. It didn't say without faith, it is difficult. Because if it was difficult, it was still possible. But yet it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that God is. You must believe in him. Believe that he is God. Believe that his word is true. Believe that he'll do what he said he will do. And it says this, and that he, God, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seeking God is believing Him, reading His Word, spending time with Him, being in church, seeking. He rewards us when we diligently seek Him. And just as the Word of God tells us what we need to do, the Holy Spirit also prompts us. But we must respond. There are times when you just have an unction, I need to do this. Whatever it is, right? And when you do that, God rewards us. You see, too many people think that God's healing power is just going to move on them and make them do something whether they want to do it or not. Or whether they cooperate with God or not. And family, no, that's not how God works. That's not how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit doesn't forcefully move anybody. The Holy Spirit's not gonna pick you up and just throw you around. The Holy Spirit is not gonna make you do something you don't wanna do. God will never violate your will. You have a choice to make. You have to decide what you wanna do. I'm either gonna obey, I'm gonna cooperate with God or I'm not. The Holy Spirit will never force you. He'll prompt you, he'll nudge you. The only thing that would move you is an evil spirit. Evil spirits use force and they try to drive a person, but the Holy Spirit just urges, prompts, nudges. He gives a gentle push and it's up to you and I to respond to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Let me give you an example of a story of a pastor tells this story. And um, you know, many times, and I've seen it in the the 27 years I've been in full-time ministry, when we do have a a prayer line in front and we invite people for the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues, many times people have come forward and we've prayed for them and they haven't prayed in the Holy Ghost. And we've prayed for them, they haven't prayed in the Holy Ghost. And you see them walking away despondent. Well, a pastor tells this story And he says he was doing a meeting one day in a church and he was doing exactly that. He was praying for people to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And this one lady came forward and he prayed for her and nothing happened. So he prayed again for her and still she didn't pray in in, in tongues. So he saw her walking off a little bit despondent. Anyway, the meeting ended that night, came to an end and everything was finished and he was leaving, he's got his stuff and he was walking out of the church through the parking lot And he noticed that same lady sitting in her car. And you could see she was just despondent. Obviously, this thing was troubling her. She really wanted to pray in in, in tongues, but she didn't. And so as he saw her, he started walking towards her and he, he said these words. He said, I asked the Lord to help me help her. He said, Lord, help me. I wanna help her. And he says, instantly, the Lord showed me what to do. So I walked up. He says, I walked up to the car door. I knocked on the window, got her attention. And, he, and, and she wound down the window and he said to her, ma'am, do you have your Bible? Yes. He said, please open it to Acts. So she opened it to Acts 2 verse 4 and he said to her, please read this out aloud. And this is what she read. So she read, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so he said, so I said to her, sister, who does the scripture say did the speaking in tongues? And she said, 
Well, it says that the Holy Ghost did. So he said, I had to read it again and again. And he said, by the fourth time, she began to catch. She read it again very slowly. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak. Astonished, she said, why they did the speaking. She then took my Bible, he said, and read it in my Bible because she thought his Bible was different to her Bible. And she read the same thing. And you see, family, the woman hadn't understood that faith is cooperating with God. I love that. Faith is cooperating with God. And when she saw that, she had to yield and cooperate with the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Then she immediately began to pray in tongues. And that's the thing, family, when people come forward, the Holy Ghost's not gonna take your tongue and rattle it and make you speak. You've got to step out in faith and say something. That's your faith in actually believing you've got it. Faith is cooperating with God. That's what it is. His word is full of promises and instructions. You see, family, when we do what God says in his word, we will get what he promises. When we do what he says in his word, we'll get what his word promises. And I just wanna be a little bit open and frank right now. There are so many people, you know, at the church, probably the, the most amount of prayer requests that we get is for financial breakthrough. Probably the most. I need a job, I need financial breakthrough. And I understand that. I mean, times are tough. This last two years have really changed the way people obviously do business and what's happening in life. And I understand that. And a lot of people want prayer for that. And so... I wanna to say to you, if, if you're trusting God for breakthrough in finances, you need to do what the Bible says. Do the word, do the word. Because the Bible says, if you wanna experience the windows of heaven open, you need to be a tither. That's just what he said. If you want all nations to call you blessed, you need to honor God with the tithe. If you want to receive financial blessing, just be generous. I don't have to have a lot of finances, just be generous with what you have. Jesus said, if you give, it will be given, but you have to give first. You know, when, when Peter saw Jesus walking on the water and Jesus said to him, come Peter, he could have said, it's water, Jesus, can you not like, give us a bridge here or something first? No, he immediately obeyed when Jesus said, come. And as we've been taught, he didn't walk on the water. He walked on the words of Jesus. And so family, I'm saying, if you want breakthrough, whatever it is, if it's a family member that needs to come to the Lord, if it's your marriage to be healed, if it's financial breakthrough, yes, find the promise. God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's a faithful God, but he expects you to act out your faith. If you believe that you'll receive when you give, then give. And just be generous, wherever, you're in the shop. Somebody pay for their groceries. My wife does that way too many times. <laughs> and then she says, can I pay for her groceries? Yes, she pays for their groceries. Just give. Just be generous. Either you believe it or you don't. If it's true and you act upon it, then you'll receive. But we don't because we doubt. We don't because we're first waiting for the financial breakthrough to be generous. It doesn't work that way. The woman who was going to die gave her last meal. First. And then she ate for many days. 
And so what I'm saying, family, we have to act. We have to cooperate with God. Faith in action is cooperating. If you believe, you will act. I think that's the best definition for faith. If you believe, you will act. I love that one. If you believe, you will act. You see, if we believe God's word, we will act as though it's true. If I really believe, if I really believe what these scriptures say, really, really, then it has to come to pass. Whatever Jesus says, whatever God says, has to. Now, he said to us, he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. If he said it, he'll do it. His word will accomplish what he sent it to. But we have to act upon it. We have to put it into action. You see, act on your faith as well also for healing. I know that there are many people who want to healing in their bodies, many people. We see it weekend after week and people coming forward for prayer for healing. Now, family, I can tell you how to get healing. You wanna know exactly how to get healing? Okay, turn with me to Acts chapter 14. This is how you get it. Acts chapter 14 from verse eight, New King James. This is what it says. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. So he heard the word, right? He had heard Paul preaching, he had heard Paul speaking. He heard the word, he heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. So family, yeah, Paul, we see Paul perceived that the, this lame man had faith to be healed. But the man was still sitting there crippled until he acted on his faith. Until he acted, he was still sitting crippled, even though he had faith. Bible says there, he perceived he had faith, right? But even though he had it, he, didn't, he, wasn't, he was still crippled. The real truth is that every believer has faith to be healed. Every believer. There's not one believer that doesn't have faith to be healed. Someone said, well, if a sick person has faith, they're going to be healed. But that's not true at all. That's wrong because you can't find that anywhere in the Bible where it says that. If you have faith, you'll be healed. It doesn't say that. You see, the moment you begin to act on the faith that you already have, your faith will work for you and then you'll be healed. That man had faith, but he was still crippled. The moment he acted on it, he received his healing. So we need to act on the faith that we already have. Yes, obviously we understand the devil will try to challenge you in your walk with God, but you've just got to hold fast. Just keep on acting in faith and you will be healed. I mean, how many times have you seen here in a healing line when Apostle Theo has been praying for people, how many times does he not get them up out of the chair? I love that one testimony of that man who came here with, I don't know how many strokes and heart attacks. Remember that one? That one is so amazing. And the man came up here hobbling on a walking stick. Pastor Theo prayed for him and walked with him. Walked with him. By the fourth time, the man threw away his walking stick and was walking up and down because he acted on his faith. Apostle Theo got him to take that step. How many times has he prayed for people with Aspen said, run to the back of the church about acting out, I believe I'm healed. They could say, God asthma, come on, run. But they run and they come back strong. And many. Wiggle, touch your toes, do something you couldn't do, right? Acting out that you believe you've been, you have to act on it. That's a proof that you believe that you are healed, family. So let's remind ourselves again, Hebrews 11:1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
the evidence of things not seen. The Moffat translation says it this way. Listen to this. Now, faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. Jeez, I love that one. Let me read it again. Now, faith means we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. I mean, this word cannot fail you. So if you have a promise, you can be confident or you should be confident. It's gonna come to pass, amen? In other words, family, what the Bible is saying is this. Faith is taking hold of the unseen realm of hope and bringing it into the realm of reality. That's what faith is. It's looking into what you don't have and bringing it into your reality. We have obviously learned that faith grows by hearing and hearing the word. We know that from week number one, Romans 10, 17. And through these teachings over the past three weeks, we have already learned this, that faith is not hope and hope is not faith. They're not the same thing. Faith says, I have it now. Hope says, I will get it sometime. That's what hope is. Faith is present tense. We know hope is future tense. The Bible says faith deferred makes the heart sick. Faith deferred makes the heart sick. Because hope is a good waiter, but a poor deliverer. That's what it is. Hope is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, a good waiter, but a poor deliverer. We must move from hope to faith. You have to believe. We also need to know this, family, that agreeing mentally with God's word is not believing with your heart. Because you can read something and it makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But that's not how faith works. Many times people who are agreeing mentally with God's word think they are really believing, but they're not. They are not. This is how you can tell the difference. Faith says, it's mine, I have it now. Mentally agreeing or a mental sense says, I know I should have it, but for some reason or other, I don't get it because it's all up here. It's not in the heart. It's all up here. It makes sense, but I don't have it. What we as Christians must do is accept or take by faith what God has already provided for us. Someone said, God promised in his word to heal me. Once again, that's not true. There is no place in God's word where he promised to heal anyone. God tells us that healing is already bought for and paid for and that it already belongs to us. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed, not going to get well. It's paid for at the cross of Calvary, bought and paid for, it's yours. If I bought you food and I left it on the pulpit, all you have to do is take it, it's yours. But by looking at it and crying that you're hungry, is not gonna get it. You have to come and take it. Jesus has paid the price for your healing. It already belongs to us. It's up to us to appropriate it or take that healing by acting upon it, believing the promise, stepping out in faith and saying, I'm healed. This is Bible faith. You want Bible faith? This is Bible faith. He has a little formula for faith that pleases God. And you can make this Bible faith work for you. It's the same faith that Abraham used and it worked for him because it's faith that's based on what God says. Four simple steps. Here we go. Number one, have God's word for what you desire to receive from him. Have the promise. Family, whole, marriage, strong, financial breakthrough. What is it? What promise? Find the promise in the Bible. Have the promise. Once you've got the promise and you've meditated on it, number two, believe God's word. Believe it. Lord, I believe you. Remember what I said a while back? God's greatest joy is to be believed. His greatest pain is to be disbelieved. 
And imagine you, you, your child coming to you, you promise them you're going to give them food. And they say, I don't believe you, mom or dad. That must hurt your heart. Why would I lie to my children? God would never lie to you. You have to believe his promise. So that's number two. Find the promise, believe the promise. Number three, don't think or be moved by contradictory circumstances. Oh, well, you know, I'm trusting for a job, but in South Africa, unemployment's high, man. And I'm 60 years old and I'm too old. I don't employ people my age. That's believing contradictory circumstances. Well, I'm trusting God to be healed, but no one's ever received healing from this disease. Well, I suppose it's never gonna work for me. No, don't believe the lie of the enemy. Don't believe the contradictory circumstances. Believe the word of God. And number four, praise God for the answer. Just praise Him. The highest form of faith is to worship God, thank Him for something that you believe in Him for. You have it. You see, if you follow these four steps, you'll always get the desired results because these are four certain or sure steps to deliverance, healing, answered prayer, or whatever it is that you're seeking from God. So many people say, when I see it or when I feel it, then I'll know I have my request. When I see it or when I feel it. But that's not Bible faith. That's natural human faith. You see, family, real faith in God is based upon the Word of God. Real faith in the Word says, if God says it's true, it is. That's real faith. That's Bible faith. I'm going to believe His Word. If He says it's true, it's true, even if it looks impossible. People don't walk on water. Maybe when we get to heaven, chat to Peter about that. He said, if God says it's true, it's true. I'll walk on water. Amen. Believing God is believing His Word. I love this. This is something Smith Wigglesworth said. This is what he said, Smith Wigglesworth. He said this, I can't understand God by my feelings. I can't understand the Lord Jesus Christ by my feelings. I can understand God the Father and Jesus Christ only by what the Word says about them. God is everything the Word says He is. Smith Wigglesworth went on to say this, we need to get acquainted with the Lord Jesus Christ through His Word. Perhaps that's the reason why a lot of people are struggling to not have a relationship with God because they're not spending enough time in the Word. This will reveal Jesus to you. Find out about Him, His nature, His character, how much He loves you if you just read this. Not about how you feel, but by spending time in the Word of God. And lastly, family, I want to say to you, don't try God's word. Don't try it. Believe and act upon it. If I said to you, and we were at a swimming pool, public swimming pool, and I said to you, hey, Pastor Andre, today I'm going to try swimming. And I take my, my pluckies off and I just put my toe in the water. I say, I tried swimming, hey, Pastor Andre. He's going to say, what medication you on, brother? That's not trying swimming. Dive in the water. Give a few lengths, then you can say, Hey, I've tried swimming. We don't try, don't try the word, family. Dive in deep. You see, God's word works for everyone. If the person will only believe it, not try to believe. So many people challenge the scriptures instead of obey the scriptures. It's always something I've, I've, I've never understood as a believer. They always want to debate why that word can't work instead of just believing that it does. It doesn't have to make sense. It's not supposed to work here. It's supposed to work here. It's not a thing for the head. It's a thing for the heart. You see, the Word of God won't work if you just try it or hope it'll work. It's believing faith. 
apart from physical circumstances that gets the job done. You see, church, we walk by faith and not by sight when it comes to baptism of the Holy Spirit, healing and answer to prayer, as well as receiving anything else from God. We walk by faith. In the natural, we do have to go by our senses, obviously. For example, if you wanna cross the road, your eyes will tell you there's a car coming. Naturally, your eyes will see the car coming and hopefully you've got the sense not to cross, okay? So we understand that. You need to have enough sense to know that when the car eyes tell you there's a car, don't cross. In things in the natural realm, you have to walk by natural faith. Of course, yes. Faith in sight, faith in smell, faith in hearing. You have to have that. Therefore, there are many areas in which we have to walk by faith in our physical senses, of course. But many people are trying to believe God with their physical senses or with their natural human faith. And if their physical senses tell them that their prayers haven't been answered, then they believe their physical senses instead of the Word of God. That's not our way God does it. You see, church, what does your physical senses have to do with the Bible? God's Word is so whether you feel like it or not. God's Word is so whether it looks like it or not. God's Word is true all the time, regardless of your feelings. And so family, no matter what the circumstances, God's Word is still true. It's still true. And so as we end this part four of this teaching, Read the word over and over because that's how faith comes. Believe the word of God. Declare the word of God, but step out in faith. What is it that you need to step out in faith to do that, you, that God is instructing you to do? And so this evening, I'm gonna ask the pastors and leaders to come forward. We wanna pray with you or, or let me say we wanna agree with you, but this is very important. We've been now, this is week number four on this series. So would it be fair to ask us to practically apply what we've been learning? Is that fair? Okay. And so tonight, if you're trusting God for whatever it is, healing in your bodies, job, a breakthrough financially, your family to come to the Lord, your marriage to be healed, whatever it is, listen to me very carefully. Before you come forward, for the pastors to agree with you, this is what you must do. You must come with a promise. You must come with a promise. And then when you come forward, you're gonna to say to the leader or the pastor, right? This is what you need to do. I'm believing for a job. Let's just use it as an example. I'm believing for a job. The promise is, my God shall meet all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, for example. Okay, you, that's my promise. I believe that word, pastor. Then you're going to tell them how you're going to act on that. And then they're gonna agree with you in faith. So in other words, you might not be able to act on it tonight. Maybe let's just say, for example, you're trusting for a, a dispute in the family to be resolved. And um, you're gonna, you have a scripture for unity in the home. You're gonna, uh, uh, you believe in that word. You want the pastors to agree or the leaders to agree with you that there is unity. And maybe your step of faith is to go and apologize first. So you can't do that yet tonight. But that's your step of faith, believing when I do this, God's gonna bring unity in our home. If it's a job you're believing for, a financial breakthrough, then your step of faith must be, I'm just putting it out there. You need to sow a financial seed. The Bible says every seed produces after its kind. That's what the Bible says. Sow a financial seed. I'm not saying you just sow what you got. The widow woman didn't have much, but she gave what she had. And I'm saying, sow a seed. 
So you can tell the pastor, tonight as I walk out here, I'm gonna put a seed in there or just be generous. I'm gonna help somebody with a meal. I need food in my home. I'm gonna just buy somebody a meal when I see them at the shop. That's gonna be my step of faith. Are you with me, family? So you're gonna come forward and say, this is what I'm believing God. This is the scripture that I have. And this is the action step, my faith action step I'm gonna take. And then you, the pastor is gonna agree with you. So family, if that's you, as the worship team are ready to sing, I'm gonna invite you forward and the pastors are gonna pray and then we're gonna close the service after that. So please come forward now, thank you. The Bible says in Romans that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. In other words, you'll be in right standing with God. Now I wanna pray for you. Now friend, I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not asking you to come up to me. I'm not going down to where you are. You just stay in your seat. And in a moment, I'm gonna count to three and while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, when I count to three, if you wanna make Jesus Lord of your life, you wanna be in right standing with God, you wanna know for sure that heaven is your home, when I count to three, just raise your hand, I'll see that hand, and then we'll pray a prayer together. And you can know for sure that when you've prayed that prayer, that you are part of God's wonderful, loving family. So if that's you this evening, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you wanna do that tonight, you once served the Lord, but your relationship with God has grown cold and you wanna come back, or you're not sure if you were to breathe your last, you just don't know if you would go to heaven. Well, friend, allow me to include you in this prayer and you can know for sure heaven is your home. The count of three, one, two, three. Just raise it above your head. God bless you. Great decision, well done over there, well done. Great decision, well done. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Praise God. Wherever you are, if you're online, you can do the same thing. Just raise your hand as a sign that you're surrendering to the Lord. In other venues, you can do the same thing. Wherever you are, just slip your hand up. Praise God. God bless you. Well done. That's wonderful. So friend, I'm gonna pray for you, but I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer out aloud with me. But I'm inviting everybody here to pray with you. So we're gonna to pray together, but especially those that have raised their hands, those online, let's say this together. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight just as I am. Please forgive me for every sin. I do believe Jesus is Lord and He was raised from the dead. Today, I choose to forgive every person who's hurt me or offended me. And because of my decision tonight, I now know that I'm a child of God. Heaven is my home and you are my loving Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God, congratulations. What an amazing decision you've made tonight. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.